When it comes to the areas in our life that are important, we're talking business, we're talking relationships, we're talking health. I believe that it's very important to have coaches or just individuals that can help guide us to success. And today I am happy to be talking to my business coach, Coach Joe Lucas. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that you gain some of the insights that he brings to me on some of the success principles that we can all apply. And as always, my name is David Chuddick and I'm a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. If you have ever thought about having a financial advisor or working with a financial advising firm, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. We can do a 30-minute appointment, whether that be over Zoom or in person, if you're comfortable at this point, and we can talk about some of the issues regarding money that keep you up at night and decide some further steps. So if that interests you, david at parallelfinancial.com, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chuddick, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I'm just really excited today to have my coach. Um, I have Joe Lucas with us today, and Joe, Coach Joe, works primarily with financial advisors, but I wanted to talk with him because, number one, I believe so much in coaching that all, all successful people and athletes need to have a coach, um, and I think that the success principles for any industry are the same. So, uh, hey, Joe, how are you today? David, I'm doing well, brother. Nice. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... um. Uh, you and I've been working together for, gosh, it's been since about the pandemic started last year, which was, I think, back when you could be in the same room with somebody and shake hands. Um, but I've, I've, I've always been a big proponent of personal development, but I get to see your, your, your face every morning on some videos and they get me motivated and everything. So I, so I, uh, I really, really appreciate that. So tell me a little bit, man. I mean, how'd you get into coaching and how many, how many people have you coached and, and how many decades have you been coaching success? You know, it, it's a great story. And I know we don't have a lot of time today, so I'm going to kind of give you the, uh, the reader's digest version. Uh, you know, I grew up in a very, uh, low, uh, low middle, middle-class, uh, entrepreneurial family, uh, in the bar and restaurant business in, uh, in central New Jersey, Perth Amber, to be more specific. And, you know, my future, uh, quite frankly, up until I was 17 years old, was being a bartender, which I was going to be the third generation barkeep in the family bar business, uh, uh, even though it was not really making any money. Um, and I, uh, it, I fortunately uh, got introduced to a gentleman uh, because I was looking for another opportunity. I was looking for anything, quite frankly. I was just, I, I knew I didn't want to end up like my dad and like my grandfather had. And uh, so I got involved direct selling. I answered the newspaper ad, didn't know what I was answering. Yeah. And uh, and at the time, you know, the the, the gentleman who was going to be my uh, quote unquote upline or my sponsor, if you will, uh, handed me a book. I was 17 years old. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And uh, and and I didn't realize it at the time, but that book was written, you know, 50, 60 years prior to my reading of mm -hmm. it. And it, it really did change my life because it gave me uh, it, it told me there was possibilities that even though I may not be able to go to college or I may not be able to do certain things that that I had, I had options that I could elevate, uh, you know, to, you know, you could be anything you wanted to be uh, in America, right? And I kind of bought into that. 
So uh, long, long story short, I had a very distinguished uh, career in direct selling, um, went into the consulting business uh, in my mid-20s. Uh, inside of that uh, scenario in my life, I got introduced to the Tony Robbins organization. I was always a big fan of Tony and his work. I was one of those crazy people that were up, you know, two o'clock in the morning watching the infomercials, if you will. And um, I did a two-year hitch with him uh, and his organization where I really think I got my PhD in people. Uh, at the time, I was uh, dealing in uh, lower Manhattan. That was kind of the area we, we did, dealt in New Jersey, lower Manhattan. And uh, well, lower Manhattan, what's there? Financial advisors back then, they were called stockbrokers. And that's really where I cut my teeth. After two years at Robbins, I hung out my, my own shingle. And I've been doing it for uh, 27 and a half years since. So let me ask you this. Like you hear you can do anything you want. I mean, is that not frou-frou stuff or is that true? Like uh, you talk about mindset and state a lot. And talk to us about state and mindset. Because sometimes you think, well, I mean, that's just a bunch of crap, right? I mean, I really can't do anything I want if, if I just try or, or, or can I? It depends. So let's talk about belief sets first, right? So sure. if somebody says, I don't know if I can, they're right. If somebody says, I can't, you're right. If somebody says, I think I can't, you're right. So, you know, the mind is very interesting. Uh, it will protect us from fail failing, uh, failure. It will protect us from negative experiences. So, it, so if your brain is like, well, you know, I don't think I deserve that, or I don't think I can do that, or I don't think that's possible. Your brain goes, you know, what? you're probably right. So let's not even put any energy into it because we need energy for other things. Right. So so mindset is just a nice global term. Um, but really, in mindset, there's so, there's so many sub pieces of right belief sets, value sets, rule sets, uh, self image sets, self um, self dialogue set, internal dialogue sets, uh, identity. So it's not just like mindset, like this one thing that will just focus on this one thing. It's really a, a really a buffet of different strategies, um, you know, mental and emotional makeups, things like that. And uh, the challenge that most people have is, quite frankly, they don't spend time really asking very important questions, which is, what do, what do I believe? What do I think I'm capable of? All right. What is important to me? What do I see when I look in the mirror? What do I say to myself habitually? All right. I mean, if, if, if human beings just stop to think and maybe put down, uh, put down Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for a few minutes and really spend some time just asking themselves some very basic questions you will start getting a sense of really kind of how you're wired today. Now, how we're wired today, quite frankly, is not genetic. It is all environmental and experiences. So you weren't born with a certain you know, predisposition to be successful, non-successful. Yes, you have a different start point, but really what matters, and this is what a lot of people, you know, it's very interesting, people in our society uh, overvalue higher education. Go to college, get a degree, go get several degrees. And yet you see people, you see young people with those degrees and they still don't know what to do. You know, they come out and, you know, they're still searching for, okay, what's the, all right, I was told if I get this, then I will be successful. And the reality is it's not hundred percent guaranteed, right? So what you need to take a look at, and again, I don't care if you're, you know, eight years old watching this, listening to this podcast or 80 years old, is that you got to start asking yourself and spending some time with you and just working on yourself, developing yourself personally, right? So mindset is important. And then we talk about energies, like we talk about those things, right? And we talk about mental, physical, and emotional energies, right? There's three types of energies. And, you know, you know, one of them, the physical energy, obviously that's a byproduct of nutrition and exercise and things like that. But also mental and emotional energy are also a byproduct of 
physical exercise and nutrition. Like if you feel good physically, you're going to feel pretty good mentally and emotionally. They call it a runner's high studies have been done. You know, if, you, if you're, you know, if you're taking care of your body, it's less likely you're going to get depressed, things like that. So there's this giant correlation, if you will, between mind, body. And I think if you're a business owner, this is like definitely PL kind of stuff for sure. But, but anybody could really, you know, shift their trajectory if they just spend some time to figure out like the, the old question, who am I? And is this the best version of me? You know, and, and I would love it if we would ask that you mentioned the eight-year-olds. Well, why are we not asking eight-year-olds in school these questions? And why are we not teaching eight, nine, and 10 and, and high schoolers, you know, kind of how to be successful as opposed to what year did the dinosaurs live or, or what, what did Shakespeare write? And none of that is unimportant, but mm-hmm. bottom line is, is if, if you can work on yourself and, and, and have successful habits, you can do anything. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, that's a, that's a very, very powerful and profound question. And, you know, I don't really have a good answer. I'm sure there's been something written about it somewhere. My, my sense of it though, is number one time, Number two, how does that fit into our concept of standardized, standardized testing, right? In yeah. essence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the teachers are so, and I, and I, I love teachers. I appreciate them. They have a you know, very challenging uh, thing to do. Um, you know, where do they fit that in with everything else they got going on, right? So it's unfortunate, but you're absolutely right. Like I was lucky. And I mean, just absolutely lucky. I answered a stupid ad in the paper. I met a person who happened to just take an interest in me. Uh, long story short, uh, you know, I did that for a couple of years and then literally, let's see, 17, 20, 20 years later, uh, uh, you know, no, 10 years later, excuse me, 10 years later, I met my wife through the same gentleman in a different life, in a different career. Like he came into my life twice. Wow. And, and blessed me twice, one with a changing of my path. And the other was, you know, connecting me to my, my soulmate, my bride, my, my partner in life and business. Right. I mean, that's just the odds of that, or when you start thinking about it, are, are pretty astronomical. So I've always felt that, you know, I've got to honor that by doing good works, by giving back, by, you know, my whole, my whole value system is to leave the world a little bit better when my mm-hmm. time here is over, right? That mm-hmm. was a positive. And, and I just think, you know, if, if everyone would just take, 20 to 30 minutes every day to just work on them. So I'm like, I'm not saying you have to go meditate for an hour, a half hour, do yoga or anything like that, but Hey, just spend some time with you and not, not on Twitter or Facebook or like any of those places, other platforms, not the news for sure. And just, just ask yourself, why don't you have a meeting with yourself and say, what do I need to do to improve? Where do I want to improve? What is my vision for myself? What's possible? Cause see a lot of people have given up hope. They don't think things are possible anymore. And so with the brain, if, if you tell the brain, hey, nothing, we don't, I don't think I can do this. Like I said, the brain's going to say, well, let's not try because we, we're going to need that energy for something else. That's just our, you know, genetically coded. One of the most powerful questions I ever asked, uh, I asked all my clients personally, what would happen if you pulled it off? What would happen if you did succeed? How would that alter your tra- trajectory, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, mastering our communication with ourselves. Just being able to have an open, we don't need to have another person in the room. Just have a truthful conversation with yourself. You know, what are the facts? What's the man or woman in the mirror say? You mm-hmm. know, because if you're lying to yourself, that's the first rule of change. Stop lying. 
right? Second rule, see it for what it truly is. Third rule, why do you want to change it? Fourth rule, well, what's the new thing you want to change into? Fifth, what's the reward to do so, right? I mean, they're, 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 they're called meta models. We don't need to get into that terminology, but there's, there's pathways, right? You know, Q&A cycles that a person can ask themselves. And look, does that mean, so if somebody's like, like morbidly over, overweight, is that going to transform them on a scale in 48 hours? No. But all transformation starts with a shift in my, mindset. It starts with a shift of beliefs. The positive and the negative, right? Because the transformation Correct. to the overweight person was because of a mindset. Maybe that I don't have fast metabolism, like those people that like to work out. Right. Or so, you know, you gain an ounce, two ounces, three ounces a day, you know, over mm -hmm. years, that's a hundred pounds. Right. So, uh -huh. yeah, but over, you know, yeah, nutrition, you know, food is fascinating because most, you know, most people that have food challenges and that, again, it goes both ways, obviously is that, you know, food changes our state, you know, when you, and we have all experienced this, when you eat a certain meal, you get mm -hmm. tired or, you know, it just changes your, you know, your, you know, how you, how you roll. And so a lot of times people will use that as a coping mechanism. And we've all seen, we've all been guilty of it, sit in front of the TV, uh, yep. box of cookies or pint of ice cream, whatever. And our brain is so engaged. We're just like, we're almost unconsciously just doing, you know, eating and kind of shoveling in our mouths like that. And then the next thing, you know, you finish whatever X was, Number one, you feel terrible you did that. You're mad at yourself for doing it, right? But in the pro but while you're doing it though, nothing shut anything off. You know, you're almost in a whole different zone. Uh, you know, we could say the food, alcohol, exercise, really anything. You know, a human being can use as a as a weapon, right? A weapon for good, also for a weapon of bad. I mean, food could be one of the most important things you do nutritionally, or can sabotage sabotage everything in your world. You know, it, it really if you look at almost everything that we look at. It could be applied in a positive manner or it could be applied in a negative manner. So one of the things that you talk about over and over and over and over literally every day are morning routines. So let's talk just a little bit about, you know, the average person, what are some good items to add into a morning routine? Do you have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and meditate for four hours? I mean, what's a morning routine and why is it important? Great question. So, so first off, there's no magical 4 a.m. club. I mean, there, there are 4 a.m. clubs. So I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't look at that if that's important to you. But to me, I don't think a magical time you get. So I think, I think there's, um, there's also almost addition by subtraction. So I think the first thing is no news, no email. Take the first 30 to 45 minutes of the day and, and look to make them yours. So a lot of people reach for their phone or reach for the TV and they want to, you know, they think, well, I got to be informed, right? I got to know what's going on. True, but hold that for 45 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So let's do some things. So let's take care of number one, which is you, right? So what would I love you to do? I would love you to have one page, one page of written goals, like one page, nothing heavy duty, right? One page of written goals that you review, two or three minutes, right? Read them over, visualize them, think about them, things like that. I'd love you to do that. Uh, the second thing I'd love everybody to do is take literally one minute and practice some form of gratitude. Uh, whether that is reaching out to somebody and, and saying thank you or I love you or I appreciate you or just maybe sitting and watching the sun or the, the birds and appreciate nature, appreciate something, right? Just being that, bring that gratitude, appreciate state. I think that's really important. Well, in today's um, world with we're all going to die from COVID and, and this political party and that political party, and yeah. it's so easy to think about how horrible the world and our lives are, but let's face it, there's a lot to be thankful for. I agree. And I think what happens and you, you kind of nailed it, you know, you know, directly 
is that if you if a human being looks at everything that's wrong in their world or in the world in general, man, you can get depressed real quick. Mm-hmm. But if you look at everything, and the, the challenge is that that stuff is what, is what I call automatics. It shows up. The news shows up, right? Information shows up, and nine out of ten times it's negative stuff. So, so you know, not you know, when you think about the when you think about the information flow that you get, ninety nine percent of it's going to be negative. It's going to show up. It's going to be what we call an automatic. And uh, the good stuff, you got to go find. You got to go program. You got to go plan to go get it. And that's what most people are not willing to do because let's face it, it's easier not to do it and complain and be in a bad mood and be negative than to take. Like it's easier to be unhealthy. It requires yep. not a lot, of, not a lot of effort, right? Just don't do certain things and eat certain things, right? So anything in life that's worthwhile, what I found, I don't care what you do for a living or what's on your business card or, or if you're, uh, you know, you work from the home or stay at home. Um, things that are worthwhile in life are always going to require energy and focus and attention and effort. And the things that are not going to be, many, the things that are not good for you tend to be pretty easy to acquire. They don't require a lot of energy or focus or anything. And, and I've always found that, uh, I was saying that, you know, t- if I have two choices on things, simple, easy, or, or hard and uncomfortable, my goal is always choose, choose a hard and uncomfortable one because I know that's the one that's going to yield me over time the bigger win, the biggest result. And, you know, that took a while for me to kind of get that because you're, we're so wired to easy, like you want to kind of what's the easiest way to do, what's the hack, what's the easy way to do things or not do something. And, you know, it's just, it's so important to, to just kind of play your own game. So I, I think, you know, with your listeners, what I, what I would say is have a, have a rule or ritual. I'm going to have a no information zone for the first 30 for the 45 minutes every day, no email, no news. I'm just going to be with me. And look, if that's nothing more than you sitting outside with a cup of coffee and just watching the sun or watching nature or staring off into space and some form of meditation, you're just sitting there thinking about life a lot of times breakthrough thinking or happens in those moments. Yeah. You've got to give yourself the opportunity to have those moments. And you're just not going to do that. Getting up and grabbing your phone and and doing things, be intentional about this. I, I think that's so important. And the, and like, I remember, you know, like my, like my story, there's no way I should be where I am today, you know, doing what I do, um, because if I look back at how I grew up and the neighborhoods I grew up in, which are, you know, not the best neighborhoods, a lot of, a lot of public housing, a lot of stuff like that. Like we're talking like, you know, I don't know if it's a ghetto, but it was pretty, pretty close to that. Um, you know, it's, it's something where I, I, I have to remind myself of where I came from because, you know, sometimes like I, I get caught up. And that's why I've always made it about other people because I don't want to, if I make it about me, it, it, it's not good for me. Like I, it's always about the service of others. Everything else is a byproduct. And that's why I've always approached things for myself. But, you know, if I had one, if I had one goal, one wish that, that we would find a way maybe in this country to, to give our children some tools, tools that I got at 17. But I thought, man, if I had those things at 12, 13, I think there's certain, certain points too young. That there's not a context to it. But boy, you know, if you think about all the kids that come out of just high school and don't understand, you know, they never set a goal, they understand personal development, you know, I mean, they, you know, they, they live or die by how many likes they have on Instagram or Snapchat mm-hmm. or whatever else going on these days. I mean, that's to me scary that, you know, you know, our next generation is going to be in a situation where can, can they really be sole or self-reliant 
or is everything going to be about, well, if everybody thinks it's good, then it's good. Like, so that's my, my big concern. Are we going to be able to think for ourselves or is everything going to be a group think? Well, okay, got, I got enough likes. So I guess I'm going to do that now. Right. So it, it's going to be very interesting, but I would say this, the one constant and, and here's the beauty of, and real quick, here's the beauty for everybody. Years ago, if you wanted to practice personal development, self-development, you had to go, sp- you had to go spend money. You had to go buy a book at worst or go attend a seminar or back then maybe you have tape programs or CD programs and things like that. Now you can just go to YouTube, their yep. podcasts. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's like, it's there for you to, it's there for you at the taking, but it's not going to just show up in your world because you, you know, because you have to go seek this stuff out What you know, David's podcast, YouTube's other things. I mean, look, YouTube is either one of the most powerful personal development mediums out there, or it's great, or it's a great place for cat videos. I mean, it kind mm-hmm. of can do both, right? Depending on how sure. you want to utilize it. So, so there's no excuse anymore. I mean, I look at what I look at the opportunities today for um, you know information and strategies uh, for free. It doesn't require any outlay of capital. It just requires an outlay of time. And I think that could be sometimes the, the biggest challenge, but there's, to me, there's no excuses anymore. It's on your, I mean, where I don't want you on the phone for the first 30, 45 minutes, the rest of the day, please be on your phone, but use some good stuff, like get rid of Facebook, you know, get, get some, get some, get some good podcasts, listen, listen to some books on tape. If you have to like, like shift your mind, the, it, your mind is like your body. If you put good food in your body, your body's going to respond a certain way. If you put high quality foods, nutritional foods, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel a certain way. Your body's going to respond a, respond a certain way. Well, the mind is no different. If you fill it with garbage and negativity and, and everybody else's opinion, you're never going to feel good about yourself. You're never going to feel empowered because your mental diet is like, you might as well just eat, you know, like sugar all day. Yeah. And you wonder why yeah. you just feel, feel terrible. Sure. You know, and I don't know who you voted for and I don't care, but we're in a world where if you and I voted for the different guy, we have to hate each other or we have to hate anybody that didn't Appar- vote for- uh, uh, Apparently so. Yeah. And, and that's not, you know, we can vote for potentially different parties and still maybe be worthwhile human beings. And that's why shutting off the news, I think, is just so, so important. Yeah. So let, let's talk about one more part of your daily morning routine. Sure journaling. So mm-hmm. I've, I've journaled on and off for a long time, but it's something yep. that I do every day now. How do you journal? Do you journal 30 pages a day? Why is journaling important? So I think journaling is important because I think if you keep everything up here and granted the mind is infinite in its, in its space, but I do think you don't want to have a lot of things wrapping around. So I like getting things on paper or out of my mind. And uh, first of all, it's a nice, it's a nice roadmap to where you've been. So that's really good from that perspective. But I think a lot of time when you're writing things down, it forces clarification because I've, I've had this where I start writing things and I go, Hmm, do I really think that? Hmm. Cause now it's real, right? You're going to put it down on a paper or you're going to type it out, whatever you're going to do. Um, and so I think it's a good chance to, I think it's a moment of clarity that way. And my journaling, it's, it's kind of a, when I say it's all over the place, it depends on how I'm feeling. I'll, I'll, I will write things. I use Evernote as a tool, but that not, doesn't matter. I've, I've dictated to my phone and, and cut and paste it if I didn't feel like writing or typing it today. Um, I could be driving around in the morning, uh, you know, getting a couple of Starbucks, going to watch the sunrise. 
And uh, I may just, you know, speak into my phone and dictate some stuff and then uh, go get the transcript later. So I've given myself permission not to have just one modality on how I, how I journal. I, uh, to me, it depends on what I'm, how I'm feeling. You know, if I feel like just articulating, I will, but sometimes I do, I don't mind writing, right? I, I'll sit there and just kind of, you know, bang it out. Cause that's what I feel like doing. I think, the, I think the important thing is to have more than one strategy uh, going forward. I think that's mm-hmm. really important. I do want to address one thing though, real quick before we, I know we know we're going to get closer. Yeah. So yeah. the whole, the whole, the whole common election thing. So here's an interesting part. Um, I remember in one of my trainings way back when this is like 1990, um, you know, we're doing a rapport building exercise. And one of the, this is when we were being trained by Tony Robbins. And uh, the, one of the participants, how do you get a rapport with somebody you don't like? And, and, you know, and, after, and, and I, I really totally forgot about this until, you know, a uh, couple of months ago. And I really think about all the stuff going on. And, and he goes, you, you know, how, like, how do you, like, the, the, it was hypothetical. How would you build rapport with Hitler? Okay. How would you do that? Right. So that's a great, you know, think about, well, you wouldn't like, who would, who would, who would want to be a rapport? Right. And he goes, well, you got to think, you got to think for commonality. Right. So what do you, well, what's, what's the first thing? Well, we're both humans. Common. We both occupy the same planet common right so if you take a lot of that now fast forward here well hey we're all human beings we all occupy the same planet we all are citizens of the same country right so i mean you start looking for what we have in common versus what's not in common and look there are people that have a vested interest in division yep. it's kind of part, it's, it's, it's in their business model mm-hmm. um i think if you look for commonality uh, it, it, it will tend to bridge things a little bit better. Um, and that's just the way I've always looked at it from my perspective. I've always, I've never seen, I don't see blue. I don't see red. I don't see elephants and I don't see donkeys. I see people. I see Americans. That's all I see. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's very well said. And, and I, I think that it has been social media. Maybe that's, amplify the divisions. And I think that's why, you know, getting off social media uh, is, is not the worst move that anybody could ever make because there's, there's computer programs out there designed to make us hate each other. Cause the longer mm-hmm. you think that you're a victim uh, you know, the longer you stay on, the more advertising revenue and everything else. So, but yep. that's, that's my, so, and the other thing, the selfie generation, I do worry about um, the selfie generation because there's a lot of uh, just approval that people uh, they just rely on the, I post a picture of myself and then I get uh, positive reinforcement. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's instantaneous and I think that's dangerous as well, but that could be a whole, uh, whole other podcast. So let me put you on this spot, man. One tip for anybody who's looking to take their career, their life. Um, and I guess maybe just their life because career and life and relationships are all intermingled. You can't really be successful in one and not at the other. And if you are, maybe you sold out and you, you put too much towards it. Let's hear one tip, man. What, what's going to take our lives to the next level? Control the controllable. I wow. mean, so much, so many people are focused on things they cannot control. They do not have influence on, uh, you know, political landscape, the social landscape. I mean, if you just take care of job one, which is you, then take care of your, you know, it's, it almost sounds selfish, but it, it's really not. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Then take care of the people around you and just go that right way. Like, you know, I, you know, it's fascinating. Like friends will say, well, you know, did you read this on the paper? Or they'll, they'll, you know, they'll kind of get trying to egg me in no conference. I go, I go, look, man, it's like worrying about the weather. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'll adapt to it. Whether it's going to rain today, or it's going to be hot today or cold today, whatever it's going to be. Right. Or a hurricane shows up here in Florida. Right. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'll adapt 
to it when I need to adapt to it. But to worry about something I have zero influence on, to me, it's just, it's just wasted energy, 100% wasted energy. So if there's one skill set everybody should leave here with, focus your energies on things you can't control, things you can't influence. And the other stuff, it's just, it's just noise. At the end yeah. of the day, it's just noise. Yeah. I think it was Jim Rohn who said uh, 90% of everything we worry about never happens. And that's a lot of wasted time and wasted uh, energy. Well, listen, Coach, most most of my guests or all of my guests, honestly, have something to sell when they come on the show and, and we're plugging their website. You're just spreading some value and I appreciate your time. I mean, you only work with financial advisors, so we're not plugging your website to get you clients. You're, you're just helping right. me out and you're also just spending some, just shedding some really positive knowledge for the world. So I just, I appreciate your time and I appreciate, you know, the knowledge and, um, and how you've helped me to transform some areas of my life in my business. I do look forward to, uh, my morning time every day, watching, uh, watching your videos. Uh, they're, they're always insightful. Well, Hey, thank you for letting me be a guest. You know, I, I love talking about this stuff, so I'm happy to share happy that if one person as it makes one shift because of what we did today, it was definitely worthwhile. Okay, so this week's episode is a wrap. I hope that you enjoyed it and I hope that you learned a few things. I hope that you learned that how you start your day really sets the tone for how the rest of the day will go. So some positivity, avoiding the news, avoiding the social media, uh, some journaling, and uh, some positivity and gr gratitude can really make a huge difference on what you do for the rest of the day and what your results are. So I encourage everybody here to let's worry about the things that we can control and let's adapt to the things that we can't control. And I wish you a blessed week.